let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. It's uh, We're on from 1 to 4 every day on KFI. After 4 o'clock, you miss stuff. No mm. excuse now, right? Run like 24 hours a day on the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken right. on demand. Technology's there. The You're podcast. never out of touch with the show. Just to get with the times. In one hour or thereabouts. Uh, we're going to hear from the L.A. County D.A., George Gascon. He's called the news conference to announce the charges against the man accused of killing the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy in Palmdale last weekend. Even though there was already a court appearance today and this man pled not guilty and not guilty by reason of insanity. But we'll see what Gascon has to say. We'll carry it as long as it makes sense to do that in about an hour. Probably about 15 seconds. If making sense is the criteria. All right, now we're going to talk about a story out of Orange County. Uh, and we've run into these stories before, although when we do them on the show, it's often about, like, uh, sexually violent uh, sex offenders. Uh, what do they call them? SVPs, sexually violent predators. Uh, these are people that commit horrendous crimes. But because of the 
mentally ill system we have, they end up being stored in state mental hospitals for a long time. And then everyone's like, well, now what are we going to do? And we can't hold on to this person forever. Maybe it's time to release him. We're talking about a man by the name of Leonard Patton, who came to California in 1994. And then he got into an accident, like a fender bender, uh, in a car with, with another woman. And uh, before long, he got out and he, he fatally bludgeoned her to death, hit her more than 20 times in the head uh, and killed her, a 47-year-old mother of two. And he was found not, reason by, uh, not guilty by reason of insanity and sent to a state mental hospital. So it's now up to an Orange County Superior Court judge by the name of Aaron Rowe to determine whether or not he should be released with conditions to what they call an outpatient facility. A hearing is coming up later on this month. The public defender's office will represent this uh, creep, Leonard Patton, uh, who doesn't like it, along with, obviously, family members of the woman that was killed. It includes the Orange County District Attorney, Todd Spitzer. He's going to come on now to explain why this man is still uh, quite a danger to everyone. Todd, how are you? Well, I'm frustrated. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, it just breaks all of our hearts. You know, Deputy Klingenbrumer. 30 years old, killed in cold blood. Uh, now the plea, we know it today, announced in open court, not guilty by reason of insanity. Leonard Patton in my county, uh, you know, bludgeoned uh, Jessica uh, Unerit uh, to death. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. When he was released originally back in society to a transitional housing unit in 2006, my office were surveying him. I wasn't the DA yet then, obviously, but he secured a weapon. He was with women and out of compliance uh, with the terms and conditions of his transitional release. And uh, we got him put back into custody. And now he's he was originally trying to get released back to the same exact facility where he violated before. And the victims, uh, the victim's sons, the two surviving uh, sons made a big stink about it. Uh, that location has revoked its willingness to take Patton, and now our hearing is continuing where we are not only going against the public defender, but we're going against the psychiatrists for the state of California who are recommending his release. If you remember Edward Charles Alloway, he was the guy that killed seven people at Cal State Fullerton 40 years ago, and that he was recommended for release back into society and we fought that and won and i guess my big message today is the, the mentally ill who have proven they're mentally ill why are we bending over backwards to release the mentally ill back into society like this kevin salazar who think about this let's say he's convicted which he probably will be of murdering the deputy Clinkenbrumer. and guess what in 10 or 15 years he's going to be making an application to be released back into society, just like this Leonard Patton. We, literally, we have gone mad, my friends. We are the ones that are mad, not these ones who are killing everybody. What is the process that we're supposed to trust when they decide an insane person is now sane? What, what, what causes him to find sanity? Well, it's either he's been on his medication. He has indicated and accepted the nature and wrongfulness of his acts. He's expressed remorse. He, uh, he has outgrown his organic uh, issues that required medication or, uh, you know, uh, had the mental illness in the first place. I mean, it could be a whole set of factors, 
that these mental health professionals, psychiatrists, indicate. But let me just tell you, our state hospitals don't even have beds for most of the individuals that are pleading guilty, not, not pleading not guilty by reason of insanity, and they don't even have a place to go. So one of the big things I'm, you know, I, you probably heard, uh, you may have even talked about it. The governor passed, the, the legislature passed a resolution last week calling on the country to have a national referendum, a state constitutional convention on gun control. Well, why isn't the governor and the attorney general calling every, all the legislatures back into session in California, all the district attorneys, all 58 of us, all 58 county sheriffs and all police chiefs to talk about getting our arms around and implementing laws that keep guns out of the possession of the mentally ill and how to deal with the mentally ill who are showing propensities to commit violence. Why aren't we calling an emergency constitutional convention for just California on that issue, which is something we could control and we could have that next week. Why is there such a reluctance to deal with the mentally ill effectively? What, what keeps exactly. the legislators from doing this? I'll tell you exactly. Because in 1975, a movie came out called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And that character, Nurse Ratched, was the one basically who shut down mental hospitals in the state of California as we know it. We stopped forcing medication. We stopped holding on to people more than 72 hours without a court hearing. And we started not having enough mental health beds in the state of California to deal with the severely mentally ill. Uh, listen, I have a cousin who's schizophrenic. I lived with her dad when I was in law school. So I've been around paranoid schizophrenia my all my adult life. It's a sad. It's very difficult. It's extremely strenuous for the family members. But, but the fact of the matter is these people can be very dangerous, and we need to force medication. What I'm saying right now is going to is to some is very, very unpopular. But look what happened with Salazar and what his mother and sister said. They said he was off his medication. That's the story every time a paranoid schizophrenic commits some hor horrible crime. It's always he's off his medication. I, 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 they should be forced to take medication because then well, the, the, the deputy sheriff would not have a, have a bullet in his head. He'd be alive. So if those are the choices, I totally, I'd, I'd say let's let's spare the sheriff. Then I totally agree. And what I don't, you asked me a question, which is a very fundamental one. Why is not the legislature addressing this? Daryl Steinberg, who's now being sued by the DA up in Sacramento oh, County for not dealing with the homeless. Daryl was the author of Prop 63, which is trying to help the mentally ill. But it is a coddling of the mentally ill. And the only way we're going to deal with the mentally ill is to have a fundamental question when people are either detained for purposes of observation under a 5150 hold or they have an application for a red flag law, which right for a gun application. And and I, you, you were talking about that in the last hour. Yeah, we have to start forcing meds in California. Do they, right, do they, well, just more quick thing. Do they force medication in other states? I don't know. The American Psychiatric Association, I think, has a fundamental position against it. But the, but the discipline is split. And I do believe the professionals 
we don't hear a lot from the professionals in the psychiatric profession. And they have an obligation to come forward and start advising and giving their professional opinions about how we're going to treat the mentally ill using medication. And when somebody refuses, like my cousin, refused to take her medication, what will be the consequences if they're a danger to themselves or to others? All right, Todd. Thank you for coming on with us. All right. Very good. Thank you. All right. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer to talk about this story involving a murderer named Leonard Patton who may be released uh, into a local facility out of a state mental hospital. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity for murdering a woman back in 1994 in Seal Beach after a fender bender. He just went off and bludgeoned her to death. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Uh, I got one more thing to say about that story we did talking to Todd Spitzer, the Orange County DA. They want to let out Leonard Patton, who is a murderer from 1994, put in a mental hospital uh, claiming insanity, and now he might be, he has a chance to get out. I do not trust, among all the things I do not trust or I do not trust anymore, it is the crackpot wing of the psychiatric industry who thinks they can rehabilitate a vicious murderer. That is, they are such frauds and clowns, charlatans, fakes, phonies. You can't fix those people. I, I, I don't know why they keep trying and I don't know why they keep trying to sell it to us. Because they let this guy out in 2006. He went to an auto parts store and he purchased a tool that could be used as a knife. They went to his house or his room and they found he was stockpiling other knife blades and sharp objects. Stop it. You can't rehabilitate these people. I, I don't know what kind of God complex they have, but that is a totally fraudulent sector of the they psychiatry put them in these industry. outpatient facilities. Oh, I don't know what the security is there or what the oversight. I mean, we ran into this for a long time. Remember the pillowcase rapist story? Yes. It's the same thing. We he were was considered part of a sexually violent predator, and they kept him in mental hospitals for years. And then they just said, ah, you know, he's well enough to rejoin society. Right. We'll put him in a... And one of these supervised homes. And they ended up violating the agreement uh, fairly quickly. And yeah, I'm remember, not even sure where he is today. I remember they took him back. And, uh, I, uh, one this, day, very quietly, they took him this, back. These cases pop up every few years. And they're the worst vicious murderers, the worst, sickest rapists. And then you've got some weasel who, you know, has a some fake degree. Of course, we never meet them, right? He never stands in front of the media and explains why he knows that Mr. Insanity is now sane, right? <laughs> Mr. Violent Stabber, Mr. Compulsive Rapist. Who are you? I want to hear you talk. I want to see how smart you are. I want to see how nuts you are. You have to be insane to try to. But, you know, they get to do this anonymously. We don't know their names. Oh, there was a vote taken. The vote was three to one by the committee. What committee? Who are these people? What, what, what special knowledge do they have? What special powers do they have? You can't fix brains that are that, that, that sick. God, I'm so, I, I just can't stand that whole thing. And they're full of their own arrogance and pomposity. It's, it's BS. It's a fake BS industry. Well, they want you to think that they have the powers to change people. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that. I think they're lying. I think they don't know what they're talking about at all. I think they're phonies and frauds.
I think they, they've gotten into this racket where they have state jobs, they get paid six figures, and every few years they have to produce uh, a project to, to justify their worth. And they have all kinds of cockamamie, wacko theories about rehabilitation. Well, they're wrong. We tried their way. They were wrong. Look at all the wacko theories we've had about criminals and, and homeless people and the mentally ill. They were all wrong. You can't fix these people. You can't cure their addictions. You can't stop their violent, obsessive uh, behavior. You can't. It doesn't work that way. They're broken right. people, broken brains. When we return from the world of the vagrants, the transients, uh, we have that story out of Sacramento. The Sacramento County District Attorney has sued the city of Sacramento for not doing enough about the homeless problem there. And we'll give you his reasons for it. Plus, the New York Times did a puzzling story. Well, how come L.A. isn't being overrun with migrants the way New York City is? Uh, aren't they traditionally a place where migrants go? We'll bring it these stories because when we come back. We were overrun for 20 years. Yes. No more room. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AM 640. On the radio from 1 till 4. After 4, you go to that iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast.
All right. Well, there's supposed to be a press conference coming up after 3 o'clock from the L.A. County DA, George Gascon, who will hopefully be out of a job next year. Uh, concerning the case against the man accused, well, it's confessed, to killing the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy uh, last weekend in Palmdale. So we'll bring that to you for as long as it warrants sometime around 3 o'clock. From the world of the transients, the hobos, the bums, we brought to this story a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there was a big development. The, Sac- the Sacramento County District Attorney, his name is Thien Ho, has filed a lawsuit against the city of Sacramento. They're not doing enough to address the homeless crisis. He has sued them for creating a public nuisance. And when you read the details and the stories about the lawsuit, it's very sympathetic to the homeless. It's not compassionate to let someone die in the sweltering summer sun or freeze to death in the cold winter night. It's not compassionate to allow unsafe conditions to fester so badly a 14-year-old cannot ride his bike to school or a group of little girls can't play soccer on a field that's littered with needles. He says that in the last seven years, and this is the time period from which Daryl Steinberg has served as mayor, Sacramento's unhoused population has exploded by over 250%. There are now more homeless people in Sacramento than in San Francisco, the lawsuit says. So that's during Steinberg's term, huh? He's been, uh, he's been mayor about seven years. And that's the time period this yeah. the, the DA cites for the big explosion in homeless population. Yes. Yeah, yeah you know, this is the thing. We, we've got to turn around the rhetoric. They are not compassionate. They're killing these people. These people are suffering in the streets, and they're being murdered by the likes of Daryl Steinberg. And it's true. It's not hyperbole. It's true. Steinberg's policy, just like Karen Bass's policy and all the rest of them, kill people. And they suffer for, for months and months before they die on the streets. Here in L.A., 2,000 people this year are going to die in the streets. 2,000. And that's on Karen Bass and everybody in the city council. And that has to be shoved back in their little faces every day. It's like, no, you're killing people. You are destroying their lives. Because he is you, saying that okay. there is yeah, there's no enforcement. They don't do anything, even no. though Steinberg's response was, oh, you should see all the housing we've set up and all the outreach programs we have. It's, but this lawsuit says that's why the problem got worse. He says that the sheriff of Sacramento County, his name is Jim Cooper, does police homeless camps. And they are not involved in this lawsuit. It's just against the city no. of the, Sacramento. Because their methods are failures. Their outreach, are it's failures. Nothing but failures, all these programs. Their housing, the housing first, biggest bomb ever in government history, the idea of housing first. The outreach... I've, I've seen these people because we walk on Santa Monica Beach all the time and there's 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 vagrants laying half dead in the sand in the right. sun. And these I've, I've seen a number of times that these outreach people go. It's like, you know, is there anything we can do for you? Would you like some assistance? You know, uh, you know, here's my card. I'm not making this up. This is what they do. And then they walk away because the guy is in some uh, fentanyl days. He doesn't and know what's going on. And we bring you sandwiches, needles, need anything more, you need. Need some water? Yeah. Would you? Would you? I'll inject the heroin if you'd like. We'll feed you. We'll make sure you don't overdose. You just lie there. Yeah. It, it, it's it's fake nonprofits sucking out millions and millions of dollars of tax money. 
There are so many freeloading parasite frauds running these homeless nonprofits, and they're making big money. And that's why their outreach fails almost every time. It fails on purpose because if they solved homelessness, those millions of dollars of tax money would disappear. Now, the New York Times ran a story by two reporters, Jill Cowan and Miriam Jordan. A curious story, I thought. The headline is, why Los Angeles has avoided the migrant crisis hitting New York City. The Southern California city so far has avoided the desperate situation that other metro areas are facing, in part because it no longer attracts as many immigrants as it once did. And to that, I think many say, hallelujah. Honestly, that's the real reason why we haven't been overrun the way New York City has become, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, there, there was something specific to the migration here, and, and it was that there always was a large Mexican uh, culture here going back forever. I mean, I mean, all the city names in Southern California, many of them are, are Spanish. Yeah, and, and and so there was there was a huge Mexican, and it was it was mostly Mexican people coming, and some El Salvadorans and Guatemalans. This particular stampede in Texas, I think there's like a hundred and eighty different countries. Yeah, and it's a lot of South Americans too. A lot of Venezuelans are coming. And that has nothing to do with that roots that you just talked about. Enormous right? numbers of Venezuelans, uh, Africans, Middle Easterners, Russians, Ukraine. I mean, I mean everybody. And so it, it's it's not the same magnet. New York is a magnet because it's New York. And because word spreads so quickly and the drug cartels teach them, they say, hey, New York, sanctuary city, right to shelter. Don't go to L.A. You die in the streets. They sell you heroin. They sell you fentanyl. And then you die. So you right. go to New York where you're promised a home. Right. And And every day, every day I hear a story about Eric Adams. That idiot mayor squealing every day. The article cites the fact that, well, the cost of living has gotten too high in California for migrants. And that's uh, they're going to places where there is more jobs and lower cost of living. Oh, right. New York City has a low cost of living. Well, know. it's like you said, the right to shelter helps offset yeah, that, that, some of the cost of living. They're going to put and, you in some kind of place. And, and, and New York City also has... Like we have pre predominantly like a Mexican community that will absorb some of the migration. New York City has just dozens and dozens of different communities because it it they, they've always had immigration from all over the world go there. Right. We we've had a, a more select list, and 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 you have to track that sort of thing because when when you move, what's the first thing you think of? Who do I know? Right. If 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 you move to a city or you get an offer, a job offer to move to a city, it's like who do I know in that city? Right. Do I have friends? Are there some relatives there? So that, that, that plays into where these, because, you know, there's a lot of phony headlines about Greg Abbott sent 10,000 to New York. That's less than 10% of what's ended up in New York. So the other 90% didn't go there because Greg Abbott put them on a bus. A lot of them went there by choice. You know, the cartels are setting up bus lines. The feds have bus lines. And you, you choose based on what? Do I know people there? Are, are people from my country living there in some enclave? Uh, are they giving out free jobs? Are they giving out free rooms? You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, for as long as we can tolerate it, we'll be running on KFI, the news conference by the L.A. County D.A. George Gascon, scheduled to begin around 3 o'clock, about the charges against the man accused of killing the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy. 
last weekend in Palmdale, which apparently he confessed to, but, you know, now he has a lawyer, so he's pleading not guilty to everything. Not guilty and not guilty by reason of insanity. Just that's in right. Case they in find case him you, that's, that's right. In case, well, no, in case the judge says, well, uh, yeah, we're going to hold your not guilty plea. Well, then we want not guilty by reason of insanity. And right. We'll talk about it, we think, after it runs at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, one more story on the vagrants brings us to one of our favorite newer columnists with the El Segundo Times, Erica D. Smith. She's been writing about the RV dwellers uh, on and off for the past couple of years. And she focuses once again on, from what we understand, the cleanup that's going on on Jefferson Boulevard along the Bayona wetlands there in Playa del Rey. This has been a disgusting collection of RVs that has been camped there for years. A fine in the area got a new city council person. That's Tracy Park. And she said that is something I'm going to work on. It, it took her a while, but we understand that great progress has been made in clearing out the RV encampment of the Bayona wetlands. But as Erica D. Smith writes, she tries to give us the history of this and explain it's very complicated. And she starts by talking to a, well, she did a couple of years ago, a woman named Wendy Lockett, who was hanging out here in a dilapidated RV. And of course, she had a community of cl a close knit group of men, women, and dogs living in equally dilapidated RVs. Her neighborhood was this encampment on Jefferson Boulevard alongside the Bayona Wetlands. Notice the language she uses to manipulate the reader. It's all the language of a suburban housing development. The community. Men, women, dogs. Close-knit. Uh, Close-knit. She even considers herself like the sheriff Lockett did, right? right. They, they, they always identify somebody who's declared themselves the mayor or the sheriff, the leader of their close-knit community, when it's a bunch of drug addicts and bums and she mental writes, patients. There's now 14,000 people allegedly living in RVs in the county. And then she says, broadly speaking... It's the fault of officials at all levels of government. They listened to the NIMBYs and didn't build enough housing to meet the need. Oh, my God. You know what? That is a total lie. These people are never going to live in a house or an apartment. They don't have work. They don't go to work every They're day. They're dysfunctional. They right. can't work because they're drug addicted and mentally ill. Erica D. Brown is, I don't know how many Smith. times she's, Erica D. Smith, I don't know how many times she's going to write this same silly, ridiculous column. They never will work because they're crazy or they're drug addicted. And we don't have the obligation to take care of all of them. We don't have to build housing in our neighborhoods so drug addicts and mental patients can live next door to us. If you want to call that nimbyism, fine. It is nimbyism. Not in my backyard. I don't want mental patients and drug addicts in my backyard or my front yard. Uh, she eventually talks to, uh, oh boy, the chief executive of good old LASA, the Los Angeles Homeless Services Agency. Uh, her name is now Valicia Adams-Kellum. Well, this just speaks to desperation. People are literally paying rent to live in a dilapidated RV. Shows you the level of despair and the need for us to build affordable housing. Again, oh, yeah. all of this leads back to the same wrong dead end of housing first. People These people have so many dysfunctions and problems. It's not going to be the miracle of building an apartment that's going to change this. People refuse to work and we're constantly being gaslit, BS2, lectured, scolded. 
I'm not but, listening to your lectures and your scolds. You, they have to go to work. I mean, you take this to the extreme. There's really, in certain neighborhoods of Southern California, never been enough housing. There's always more people that want to live in a certain community than can afford to live in the community. But they don't set up an encampment because they can't afford a home in Beverly Hills. Or Yeah, can some... you imagine that? Everybody would love to go live in Beverly Hills or Bel Air, right? But they don't because right. they can't afford it. And they accept that. They don't, they don't park an RV in front of someone's house in Bel Air. No, they don't. They buy a smaller, less expensive house somewhere else. That's what you do. If you can't afford L.A., get out of L.A. Go to Barstow. I, I, and then I'm, she gets into the whole complicated part of this. Well, the DMV has to do investigating to figure out who owns the RV being no. rented at the encampment before no. they could legally tow it, and blah, 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 blah. No. No, no, no. Cut through this. No, no. When and you, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that Tracy Park has come, come up with a way to cut through this because she got rid of just about all the RVs there at the Bayona Wetlands. It's total garbage and nonsense, and nobody believes this except these idiot L.A. Time columnists like Erica D. Smith. Nobody normal believes this stuff. I, in fact, I just noticed this. I, 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 on the way to work yesterday, I took the Pass Avenue exit in the 134. You, you go down to the end of the ramp, there's a traffic light. It's red, so I stop and I stare straight ahead. The first thing that greets you when you take that ramp is one of those parking restriction signs. And it said, no RV parking overnight. Right. Something to that effect. And that's your welcome to Burbank sign. If you're in an RV, you're not parking it here tonight. Because what's Burbank going to do? They're going to ticket you and tow you. And they don't have any excuses. They ticket, tow you, and put it in a yard somewhere. And you're probably going to have to pay a 1000 bucks to get it out. All right. Uh, coming up very soon, the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. Alongside him will be the L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna to announce the uh, exact charges in the murder of a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrumer. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.